Well, it's good to be back in God's house. Amen? Amen. I love being in God's house. God's Word in my hand and God's Spirit in my heart and God's people all around me. That's good. Amen? And uh, I'm uh, glad to be here with Lighthouse Baptist and Pastor and Miss Manning and all the folks here. Such wonderful hosts. Uh, I tell you what, it's uh, just incredible. I've never walked in without smiles and handshakes and, yeah. <laughs> and seeing friends. And, uh, appreciate that. And, uh, good to have you all here from Columbus. Amen. And, uh, good to meet you all. Thank you for coming. But it's good to be. We had good preaching last night. Amen. Yes, sir. I'm telling you what. Uh, there's a lot of churches in America you can go to your whole life and never hear sermons like that. And uh, we were blessed last night. And yes, sir. I, it was. It was a blessing to be here. And I appreciate you all coming. God bless you. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing Brother Jenkins preach here in a little bit uh, and uh, just see what God has in store for us. But uh, I'm 67. I've been in church all my life. Uh, they brought me to church before I had a name. They couldn't decide what to call me. They, uh, uh, they, they sent them home with the birth certificate and said, figure something out and sign it. <laughs> so, they, uh, uh, so my mom decided I should be called Terrell. My dad's always called me Turl, and uh, I have no idea. You talk about an identity crisis. They've been all my life. I uh, haven't got past first base, but, uh, but I, uh, I, I, I thank God for my parents. I thank God for a godly upbringing. I, think, yes, I appreciate yes, that. Yes. That's up, uh, you know, the Bible still says train up a child in the way he should go. Amen? That's right. And I still that in them. And, uh, I, I, I grew up thinking I'd been to every... Revival meeting and mission conference and ordination service each of the Mississippi. <laughs> every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, two or three times on Sunday afternoon, you know, Wednesday night. And uh, uh, it don't make you run away from church. It makes you fall in love with the people. Amen. Right? It does. And I, I'm just glad to have a little part now serving the Lord. The, uh, uh, I enjoy meeting. I, uh, I'm the pa- they call me the staff evangelist. Uh, have not been to a committee meeting in years. <laughs> you know, it's been yeah. wonderful, you know. It's yeah. a, thank the Lord. You know, Vance Havner said a Baptist committee is a group of the unfit appointed by the unwilling to do the unnecessary. And somebody make a motion, we accept it as information and adjourn. Uh, that, that's kind of how it works. And I, he said a, a camel is a Baptist committee's idea of a horse, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I just get to go around and preach and meet nice people and preach the gospel. And uh, you talk about living the good life. I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing. Amen. I really am. Thank yeah. God for it. Uh, thank God for my, ki- my wife, my grandkids. Grandkids are wonderful. They're wonderful. But, uh, got Elliot. I wish you could meet Elliot. He wears one of them Bean Crosby hats every time he comes to church. You know, he got a little bow tie. Just turned four. Now, Elliot has always, always got an angle going. Always. And, uh, he has him an imaginary friend named Bob. Me and Bob's going outside, you know. Don't sit there, that's where Bob's at, you know. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, Bob's not got up yet, just be quiet, you know. He just turned four. Jonathan asked him the other day, that's my son. He said, How's Bob today? Elliot said, Bob's good. He said, It's his birthday. <laughs> Elliot said, We need to have a party. Because <laughs> we do. Yeah, I got to get a cake. <laughs> he said, Bob likes chocolate. <laughs> so anyway, so, well, they across the road buying a chocolate cake with a happy birthday Bob on it. You know, they brought him home. But it's a, but he always, I, I got lots of Elliot stories, but let's let him go for now. Look, look at the book of Numbers. Will you do that? And thank you, Pastor Manning, for having me. And I, it's good to be here. I mean that. I love this church. I love, I love Pastor Manning. Wow. It's, 
I believe it was B.R. Lakin. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I think it was B.R. Lakin. said, if, if you have a dozen real friends in your life, you've been blessed. Yes, sir. Phil Manning's my friend. Amen. That's good. Amen. I mean that. I don't cry all the time, but when I decide I want to, I go ahead and cry. <laughs> uh, I'm 67. I, I chase rabbits when I preach. I cry when I want to. I'm going to have my turn. <laughs> I've been watching other people do it, you know, when I was supposed to be young and no better, but I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. God's good. He's a good God. He can't help it. He's natured that way. You know, and, uh, he just is. And, uh, He's he's he is so big. It's a good thing he's good, and we'd be in trouble, amen. But he's a, he's a he's a he's a good God. All right, Numbers chapter number seven. Did I tell you that? Uh, a little bit different kind of a message this morning. I uh, I just want to be a blessing. Uh, there's a, I didn't drive over here from Springboro to beat the air. I, I want to be a blessing. That uh, and uh, so you, you you pray that God would let me do that and not say anything wrong or amiss. Uh, Let's stand together. We'll do that. We might, I might want to preach a little while. You might not get to sit down again for a little bit. So uh, Numbers chapter 7. And uh, just read the first. And keep your Bible. We're going to look at it again here in a second. Number 7, 1. And it came to pass on the day that Moses had fully set up the tabernacle and had anointed it and sanctified it and all the instruments thereof, both the altar and all the vessels thereof, and had and anointed them and sanctified him that the princes of Israel... Heads of the house of their fathers, who were the princes of the tribes, and were over them that were numbered offered. And they brought their offering for the Lord, six covered wagons and twelve oxen, a wagon for two of the princes, and for each one an ox. And they brought them before the tabernacle. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take it of them, that they may be to do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation." Thou shalt give them unto the Levites, to every man according to his service. And Moses took the wagons and the oxen, and gave them unto the Levites. Two wagons and four oxen he gave unto the sons of Gershon, according to their service. Four wagons and eight oxen he gave unto the sons of Merari, according unto their service, under the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. But... Unto the sons of Kohath he gave none, because the service of the sanctuary belonging unto them was that they should bear upon their shoulders. We're going to look at that today, that they should bear upon their shoulders. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for uh, yourself. We thank you, Lord, uh, that we know that we belong to you. And thank you for this church, Lord, uh, for Pastor and all that serve so faithfully here and Lord, I would ask that the, the, the greatest days uh, of, of this ministry, Lord, would still lie ahead. Thank you for the blessing that, that they are to us and uh, uh, such an encouragement. Thank you for each one here. Lord, I, I believe not by accident. And Lord, I pray that you just help us to rightly divide the word of truth. Help us to say the right thing. Lord, help me to say what I should. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, Lord, and then for what you would do for us today, help us. Uh, to remember, uh, Lord, to, uh, to bow our unworthy heads and thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. You can be seated. I'm preaching to a crowd this morning that you know about uh, the children of Israel in Egypt. You know about that. You know that they were in captivity there all those hundreds of years. And then God sent a deliverer by the name of Moses. Uh, and they wandered in the wilderness for about 40 years. 
living basically in tents and uh, led by a pillar of fire uh, by night and a cloud by day. The Bible, and you all know all that, the Bible speaks here uh, of uh, three groups of people, if you will. Uh, the Gershonites, the Merorites, and the Kohathites. Now, the Gershonites were the descendants of, of Gershon, the Merorites were the descendants of Merari, and the Kohathites were the descendants of Kohath. Now, they made up the, the three major divisions uh, of, the, uh, of the tribe of the Levites, the priestly tribe. Kind of sounds like Old Testament history here, doesn't it? <laughs> but that's okay. And so you have here these three groups making up the tribe of Levi, uh, and they were to, uh, they, not surprisingly, being the priests, they took care of the tabernacle. Tabernacle is an incredible study. If you've never done it, do it sometime in your Christian life. Fifty chapters in the Bible. Fifty. Deal with the tabernacle. Do you reckon God thinks that's important? Amen. You know, Fifty chapters. And so that's a, boy, it's a rich study. Uh, and so the priests, these uh, Kohathites, Gershonites, and Merites, they had to carry it. That, that's not surprising at all. Uh, they were, uh, uh, now, now let's look at how, how it all worked. They uh, uh, lost my spot. Verse 7. Uh, the, the, the Gershonites, uh, they had uh, two wagons and four oxen, uh, and they, uh, they, they, the Bible says they got a wagon. I need some helpers. Uh, I need somebody to represent the Gershonites. Uh, what if I had the husband of a kindergarten teacher that had a red shirt on? That'd be perfect. You know? <laughs> Come up here, brother. I want you to help me. Now, you're a Gershonite. Okay. And the Bible says you get two wagons and four oxen. I thought that might make Pastor Manning a little nervous. <laughs> so we whittled that down. This is a, you get your wagon. Go over and get your wagon. Now, you've got to put a a, 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 a block in there, so that, that's your load you, that you, you haul around, okay? Pull right around here in front, brother. Pull right around here. The Bible says the, the Gershonites. Uh, and four wagons and eight oxen he gave to the sons of Merari. Where'd Brother Carpenter go? He's right behind you. Come up here, brother. <laughs> You're a Merari. Get you a wagon. The Bible says you get four. You, you, and so they got to, he got to carry his load. There you go. You're getting ready to wander for 40 years in the wilderness. And so come around and get in line. Wait just a minute. My ox in the right direction. There you go. Now we've got the, one more is the Kohathites. Brother uh, Plager, would you have me come in? All right. Now talking about wagons. Uh, uh-oh, see verse 9? But unto the sons of Kohath he gave none. You don't get away. Well, don't sit down, brother. You got a bar. Stand up here. Now, you're going to go to 40 years in the wilderness. They wonder. I need to, I want you to, we're going to open them doors back there. And fellas, I want you to head toward Canaan. And I want you to go out that door and go down the hall and come back down here. Okay, there you go. On my way to Canaan's land. <gasps> on my way to Canaan's land. And they wandered for 40 long years. They called the Gershonites. The Gershonites, they're carrying the, the cloth, the hangings, the boards. Come on, guys. Aren't they doing a good job? 
I think you chose the box. I know. <laughs> Here they come. There you go. Just keep going. They wonder forty years. Yeah, just come out. There you go. You doing okay, bro? I'm glad to hear that. Go right, right, right there. Right. Keep going. Now the the Marites, they had the boards, the bars, the pillars, uh, and all that. The Kohathites, they carried the furniture of the of the of the tabernacle. They had the uh, they the the altar of the burnt offering. That was uh, uh, they, they carried that. Where the blood was shed. You. Uh, Keep going. You're doing good. There you go. That ain't hard, is it? Isn't that simple, brother? <laughs> it ain't quite as simple. <gasps> had the, the altar where the blood was... John said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Amen. Represents the Lord Jesus Christ. They, uh, then they came to the, 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 the brazen laver. Uh, where the, if, if we confess our sins, He's faithful just to forgive us our sins. Didn't need to shed the blood again, but this old world gets on us. Amen. Right. We need to learn to live better and act better. Uh, they uh, uh, there was a they went into the holy place, and on the left was a candlestick, for Christ is the light of the world. Amen. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. Yes, you ain't get tired right about a little bit. <gasps> Aren't they doing good? <gasps> Christ is the 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 the, the that. Light would be out of the oil. I believe that oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Man. And uh, that, that wick is a picture, I believe, of you and me. And where we're filled with that Spirit of God, then we, 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 we let the light, of the, Christ is the light of the world, and it shines through us in the power of that Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and you all do such a good job. I appreciate it. You can park those things if you want to. Isn't a good job? Let's give them a good job. Wonderful job. Wonderful job. You imagine though, here's my think about this. Forty years. Can you imagine those Kohathites? Pleasure did. Forty years. They had to carry the load. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. They, that 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 back to the wicks. That wicks that was burning in that oil, and, and 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 Christ is the light of the world, and that light shines through us. And then God had special little snuff ditches and, and special golden tongs. And when that when that wick would burn, he wouldn't throw it away. He would take those tongs and he would save that. Y'all in Christian education, you preachers, you know we have a heavenly Father. If He rewards even a cold cup of water given in His name, He will not forget everything you've done for His glory. Amen. It's not in vain. You serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, there's a God in heaven to hear Him say, "Well done, one day." That'll be all the all, all the that that'll be the reward that we want to hear. But then on the right was the table of showbread. Christ is the bread of life. On the left, uh, straight ahead, was the altar of incense, and and where uh, a picture of prayer that's offered up and worship to God. Uh, the Holy of Holies was the Ark of the Covenant. And you all know that? It sounded like a test, I know. But, but it, was, it was like a box, and you all get that. Uh, what was inside that box? Anybody remember? What was it? you got three things. Aaron dropped the butter. What else? Pot of manna. And a copy of the law. On top was what? Mercy seat. Over it was the cherubims and their wings blanking. I can't preach on all of that this morning, but think about this. That law demanded my death. 
That law said the soul that sinneth it shall surely die. It was that law that I had broken. And that law would come out and get me were it not for the mercy seat where the blood was sprinkled. Because of the spread shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That law that demanded my death. But I am free from the law. Oh happy condition. And I enjoy the mercy of God because the judgment of God is contained under the blood of Christ that satisfies the demands of the law. And how we thank God for that. Amen. And there it was. And, and, all it, and, and then the, here's the point. And the Kohathites carried those things. The Bible said that those things were the most holy things. Now that brings up a question. Why was God, was God mad at the Kohathites? Was He angry at them? Why does everybody else get a wagon but them? <laughs> and it was for 40 years. <laughs> they're sitting there breathing the dust and, 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 and they look up ahead. And while they're, they're, they're riding in wagons. They've got little umbrellas. They're drinking iced tea. It's in the Hebrew. I, you know, but anyway, you know, they're just riding along and they got a little umbrella up and they're, they're telling stories and they're having a good time and they got to do that for 40 years while the Kohathites walk behind and carry that load. And the next morning they picked it up again and they carried that load. And the next morning they picked it up again and they carried that load. Is God mad at the Kohathites? Is God punishing the Kohathites? Have they done something hideous and wrong? You listen to me. No. Then why don't they get a wagon? <laughs> Weren't there some wagons somewhere? <laughs> you think? Now listen. Those were the most precious things. They were too important to God to be bouncing around in the back of an old wagon. <laughs> Rolling around, banging together, falling down. Who cares? No, 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 no. Those were the most holy things. Those were precious things to God. And when God got, God had a purpose for those things that was precious and holy. And God said, "No, I need special hands to carry them. I need special people." Yes, sir. Now look right at me. There's nobody here but us, so we need to not put on no airs. Can we talk for a minute? You got a burden? He said, Brother Charles, I won't talk about it. Well, that's fine, but are you listening to me? Man born a woman is a few days and full of troubles. Amen? The whole truth is we all have burdens of one time or another. And sometimes we look around at other people and it seems like they don't have any. Seems like they're doing great. It seems like they got more money. They laugh more. They carry on more. It seems like they don't have much problems. You know, and and, and off they go through life. And sometimes you almost look at God and say, Hey, I'm the good guy here. You know, we're the ones that have a bus route. We're the ones that's given a faith promise and cut back on Christmas this year. I mean, we're the ones that's serving you. And my hedonistic brother-in-law, I mean, they they come twice a year maybe. You know, and we start getting this little scorecard in our mind. And we look at God and we don't make Maybe we don't say, God, you're just not fair. And that burden every day. If you have a burden that you're carrying tonight, you listen to me. God's got a purpose for that. God's got a reason for that. That's a, now, now, real quick, let me say this. If you have the burden of sin, if you've never been saved, Christ can break the, the, the chains of cancer yes, sin and set the captive free. And, and, and if you're laboring under that burden of sin, God can save your soul. You can leave here bound for glory and on your way to heaven. And, and, and that's the prayer that you would do that. Amen? Amen. We got to, my son-in-law is a pastor out in Moraine Heights. Uh, he lived such a wicked life when he was little. He had such a burden for drug addicts and all of that. 
And uh, he's forevermore leaving. Uh, he can spot a, 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 a tattoo on the on the other side of the street and run a guy down and lead him to the Lord. <laughs> you know, he just can't. You know, I don't know about these crazy tattoos. Uh, girls, you get a tattoo and make it look like a butterfly. You get my age, it's going to look like a spider. Did you ever think about that? You know, you need to you, you, you need to think that through now before you do something like that. I mean, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I sat in church the other night, and I, I got, I got my, you know, when I was at Brain Heights, and so I got my tithe already, you know, and I looked, and here come my usher. <laughs> he had tattoos all across his face, and you know, down his neck, you know, and he had him a tie on, but I don't think he ever tied a knot in his life. <laughs> and here he come, you know, and so Patrick led him to the Lord, you know, he got a gas station. He led him to the Lord. He's coming to the program like every Friday night. He doesn't miss the service. He, de- he doesn't like looking like that, but what's he going to do now? But, but right, bless exactly. the Lord, he's going to serve God from now yeah, on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And here he comes, and he's serving God. He's passing that plate. He's so excited and on fire for God. You listen to me. God can save your soul. You do not have to live in slavery to drugs or lust. Or envy, or God's still in the soul-saving business. Amen. And then some people may be under the burden of sin because God's judging your sin and you know better. The Bible says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Don't look at me sideways when I use biblical terminology. But I'm just telling you, and the answer to that is to repent. And God will, God will set your fields on fire if you don't watch it. There's still a, you know, we forgot something nowadays. God gets angry. Yes. We decided that we're in charge. We're not. <laughs> and God still gets angry. You don't, you don't want to, you, 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 Billy Sunday said, don't get in a boxing match with God. He's got the reach on you. <laughs> you know, no, no, sir. You know. You know, get right in the middle of God's will and stay there. That's Amen. the good Amen. life. That's the happy life. That's the safe life. Amen. That, uh, uh, I don't, I've, I've told all my stories here at Lighthouse, but some of y'all haven't heard these. I, I, we used to have a guy came to our church. He was the head of the Dayton Outlaws. Some of y'all are thinking, good night. What kind of church are you got up there? You know, he, 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 they called him Bear. He looked like a bear. His hair is all hanging down. He had a big old beard, you know. He weighed about 400 pounds. He's about that tall. He's a monster. I call him there. We had about 100 kids in children's church one Sunday morning. Boy, they was all rowdy. I don't know. They all had sugar pops for breakfast or something. And, and Oh, Bear walked in the back. He just gets out and walks around. He walked in there, and them kids looked at him, and they all jumped in their seat and sat down and didn't say a word. <laughs> Those children church workers, they told me we want him to come in every Sunday and just stand there, you know, just stand there. I know him all my life. You say, preacher, you know wild people, don't you? I went to visit. I said, Dennis, I said, what's going on with you? He said, uh, you see, I knew him when he was a kid at church. I said, Dennis, I, I, I want you to go to heaven with me, son. I said, I've known you a long time. I want you. I want you to go to heaven with me. I said, you know, let, let, let's just sit down and talk. We can get this thing settled right now. He looked at me and said, I've already been saved. I said, He's riding that stupid motorcycle around. He looked like a bear. He's involved in every wickedness you can imagine. 
that doesn't deserve even being mentioned here. And I said, I said, no, you haven't. <laughs> he said, yeah, I have. I said, well, tell me about it. When did you get saved? He said, your daddy led me to the Lord. I said, what did my daddy tell you? <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he told me the plan of salvation is plain as, as plain as you can say. <laughs> I said, well, why don't we just run you through one more time for the answer? <laughs> 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 he said, he said I, I know I'm saved. He said, God called me to preach. I said, well, Dennis, you sure not living like it. I said, Dennis, I want to be your friend. He walked over to his closet and opened it up and pulled out one of those stupid motorcycle jacket things. He said, my friends, wear these. I said, well, am I your friend? He wouldn't answer me. He said, I can't turn out terrible. He said, they'll kill me. He said, I know too much. I said, you just do the right thing. Let the Lord take care of you. I said, I, said I, I'm, I have friends in California. We'll get you a job. We can change your name if you feel better. I said, if you'll get a haircut and shave, nobody will recognize you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can do that. And I thought, you'd be in pretty good shape. But, and, and, and I said, Dennis, you'd, I said, I'll help you. I said, I do. I know people all over the country. We'll get you out of here. And, and, and trust the Lord and, and, and you get right with God, the testimony, you can t- help other people and, 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 and preach. And I, I mentioned another pre- preacher I know that kind of had a similar background. And, and, and he, he just looked at me and he said, my friends wear this. And I, I said, and I told him something I've, I've only said to one person in all my life. I don't go around telling, talking this way to people. But this one time I looked at him, I said, this, everything I know about the Bible, don't know at all, but everything I do know tells me if you have been saved, God's going to kill you. I said, God will not allow you to go on living like you are. I said, you know it's wrong. Drugs and prostitutes and everything in the world. I said, you know it's wrong. He looked at me. I said, I won't pray. He said, go ahead. I prayed. I went away. And, and folks, I'm not a prophet or the son of one, but I... But, I preached his funeral two weeks later. Two weeks later. Bad drugs came through Dayton and I preached a bunch of funerals. Uh, you, you listen. God don't play games. You listen to me. You get sin in your life. That little thing and then that, 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 that little thing, that, that, that disobeying your mom and dad, that magazine that you got hid under the, under the mattress, that, you know, that buying that lottery ticket every now and then, that gossip that you're spreading down the road. You listen to me. There's a God in heaven that's still holy and He still asks us to be holy. And we are not saved by, by, by works. But we who have been saved by the grace of God, we ought not be a disgrace to grace. You say, well, exactly what are you talking about? Whatever the Holy Ghost is talking to you about right now. You know how the Holy Ghost has a way of hopping up in your lap and saying, you, partner, you, buddy. Whatever that is, you listen to me. Keep a short list with God. A.W. Tozer says, do a good job of repenting. We're good at Lord, wherever we in we have failed thee, forgive us. Well, my soul, isn't that sweet? <laughs> you know, where, you know, what's wrong with that? Ah, yeah, no, whatever, you know, maybe it's okay. But I tell you what helps me is, is Lord, I supposed to give that guy a track on the elevator. I, I just didn't, and, I, and I, you know, God forgive me. And next time, I promise I'll do better. You know, be more specific about yes. it. God will bless that. Amen. Amen. He will. But sometimes, now look at me, sometimes we know we're saved. 
Sometimes we look at our life and we say, well, preacher, you know, every day I have to pray, Lord, forgive us my debts as I forgive others. And, and that's, that's my life. And you say, preacher, I'm not perfect, but I'm, I, I, I never claim to be, but I know that I'm saved and, and hoping there's no pride in it. I, I do love the Lord. I do. I love sure. the Lord. I, yeah. I'm trying. I, I'm trying. I, I'm not perfect. I mess up. Well, I ask God to forgive me. I get up. I go on. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I'm, I, I, I love my Christian friends. I support the preacher. I, 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 I love missionaries. And, and I still, I have these, this burden in my life. Yeah. And it's still there. Yeah. And I say, Lord, why don't you take it away? Why do I have diabetes? Why did my mom and dad get a divorce? Why is it that my brother never cracks a book, makes straight A's, and I struggle to pass? I mean, why is that? Why? And, and, and these things that come into our life, burdens that we carry. Let me talk about those just real quick for a few minutes. Number one is just sorrow. Yeah. Sometimes we have sorrow. Yes, sir. That, uh, we carry sorrows in our life. That, uh, they can be many, many things. We sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Yeah. So often it's the loss of a loved one. Folks, the older I get, the more I think about heaven. I believe there's a land of an unclouded day. Amen. I believe there'll never be a crape on the doorknob and no funeral trains in the sky and no right. graves on the hillsides of glory. For yeah. there we shall never more die. Amen. The old will be young in a moment, transformed in an instant of time, and immortal will stand in His presence. The moon and the stars outshine. i tell you something about getting old is all of your buddies go on ahead of you. <laughs> I got a lot bigger crowd in heaven than I got on earth. Amen? I, I really do. I go to Moraine Heights to this day and I look over where Pearly and Hollis used to sit and where Betty used to sit and where Clyde used to sit. And maybe somebody else is there, but I still think about them. But you listen to me. There will be a glad and a happy reunion some sweet day and we sorrow not even as others which have no hope. And all of us have those pictures at the house of people that we miss. But just thank God that they touched our lives and we'll see them again some happy morning. Amen? There's sorrows that come into our life. Uh, I tell you a lot of this new singing. I, I, it's what a great soldier am I, and we all try to tear down our barns and build bigger barns for how happy God ought to be to have us. And yeah, you know those old timers. They sing about on Jordan's stony banks I stand, and when the roll is called up yonder, when we all get to heaven in some golden daybreak. You know they they kindly understood that this isn't where we're staying forever. See, so yeah. like, there's another place. God help us to understand that sorrows come into our life. That uh, maybe it's suffering. Maybe you're hurting. Because you get saved don't mean you feel great every morning. <laughs> you eat your Wheaties and sometimes you still get sick. We hurt. We hurt. My mom was 90 years old. Preacher's wife for 70 some years. Well, she's, uh, she's something. I wish you would all meet my mama. She's got spunk. <gasps> you see the letters? Place stamp here. Yeah. <laughs> Mama put it two inches over. I know where to put the stamp, but I'll put it where I want to. You know? <laughs> They're telling me where to put the stamp at. You know, you put it over there. <laughs> I grew up in little tags on the pillows. Do not remove under penalty of law. <laughs> she would run. That thing off, you know. Just laugh. Love the Lord. She's something. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. You get her for a friend and you got it made. 
she'd fight two grizzly bears for you and whip them both. I mean, you know, she's out of Breathitt County, Kentucky. <laughs> and she brought everything with, you know, that left for my mom. I was over the other day and I said, Mom, how you doing? She said, I didn't sleep any last night. She said, I can't lay down the herd. I can't get up the herd. And I said, Mom, come move in with me and Diana. No, I'm just going to stay here a while. She looked at me and she said, Troy, I, we got to do something. I can't stand this much more. Yeah. I, I'm not the low ranger. You all have been through things just like that, too. Right. Aren't you glad there'll come a day where there'll yeah. be no more sorrow and yeah, there'll be no more good. pain? Yeah, there'll yeah. be no more doctor's business. That's right. I got a buddy who had a little fellow named Andrew. I've told this church about Andrew before. He was born cerebral palsy, <coughs> lived in a wheelchair, never could talk. That, uh, he always had to be helped. I, back, we used to shake hands. When I, when I was up on the platform, and the kids would run up and shake hands, you know. And I, I, I noticed when everybody shaking hands in fellowship, and I always had, had to be a little line I'd shake. I got to notice him back in the back when Andrew was back there in his, in his wheelchair. He had a line all the way down the wall. <laughs> all the way down the wall. And he couldn't talk. You know, everybody just pat him on the head, you know, and walk away. And I said, I said, he made our church better. He's made us better. I mean, he's he brought out a tenderness. He's brought out a love. He's brought out a compassion. That little fellow made our church better. God used that burden that he let him carry. He said, well, I feel fine. Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. That, uh, sometimes we go through health is temporary. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. Paul said he got to ask God to remove it. How many times? Three times. Yes, sir. And he decided I was better off with it than without it. Amen. He said that the glory of God may rest upon me, that like tabernacle over me. People argue about what, what that was. Some people say it was his eyesight. Some people said it was his backbone thing. I always thought it would be funny if we get to heaven and say, what was it, Paul? If he said, it was a thorn <laughs> in the flesh. <laughs> that would be funny. You know, you imagine, you know, I had a thorn in the flesh. You know, but whatever it was... We all have something. Amen. I want to serve God anyway. Love the Lord anyway. Sometimes it's just stress. Paul talked about the care of the churches. Yes, sir. Every pastor in this room understands that full well. Care of the church. Well, that's, uh, folks, I pray for our churches. I told you many of I was 67 and been preaching going on 50 years. And I had nothing special about me. But that's, uh, there's a lot of places where I have been to preach and they ain't never going to ask me back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some churches I, I go to this day, they're, uh, they're happy when I leave, but not near as happy as I am. <laughs> I don't recognize the music. I don't recognize how they're acting. I mean, I'm sitting there. We're supposed to be having church or hay right here. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm looking around and yeah. it's confusing. I, I still think I'll come out from London to be separate. I, I still think we're representatives yeah. of heaven. I, I still think, I like, uh, I like Brother Sexton says, take the high road. Amen. I mean, just it's, it's, you walk to the closet, pick out what's right. Everything that's wrong, throw it in the trash. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. what, what's so hard about that? Amen? Oh, amen. Do what's right. Uh, the care of the churches. You remember, I talked about the ark. That's part of our sermon. You remember back when, 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 when David went and the Philistines got it and they didn't want it anymore? You remember that story? And, and <laughs> David decided he was going to bring it back to Israel. You remember that? And, and, and he got this big old parade going. The Bible says they had 30,000. And, and, and they had that ark. Now, you remember that ark would have been one of the things that, how was that going to get packed around in the wilderness? Was it in a wagon? No. no why not? 
Because it's precious to God. Who's supposed to be packing it? The Kohathites. God said, this is how you do it. David runs off and gets the ark. It says in 2 Samuel 6. And he's going to bring it back to Jerusalem. And he's got 30,000 people. And they're, 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 they're singing and they're dancing. And that makes Baptists nervous, but that kind of okay. Amen. You know. and, 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 and they're having a big time. And David's right there. And here comes the ark. And the Bible says, and he drave the ark on a new cart. Where in the world did David get a dumb idea like that from? The Philistines. That's the way the Well, it did kind of make sense. I mean, yeah, you know, it's going to pack in that thing, and it's hot, you know, and it's heavy. We'll put it on a, like the new church, the new church down the road. It's got the new sound system, and we'll put it on the board. And, and it makes sense, and, and it'll draw the young people. They'll, they'll understand that we're not old fogies, and here we go. And after all, we've got 30,000 people and lots of money and the best choir in the state, and so God's lucky to have us, right? Come on. And that ark hit up. The ark hit up. The cart hit up. And it wiggled. And old Uzzah was right there. As Uzzah or Uzzah, people say, and he knew better. Yes, he did. 30,000 people and you're right next to the ark. You were of the family and the crowd and the lineage. He'd grown up around this. He knew better. And that thing wiggled and he reached and he grabbed it. Yes, sir, right there. Having 30,000 and having a snazzy band doesn't mean that it's right. And all of a sudden, the fear came over Israel. And they had to get things right. And David got it off of there and he understood the Kohathites were to carry that thing because it was precious to God. Amen. And the next time they got it and took off with it the next time, what was it? The Bible said every six steps or after, after, <laughs> they stopped and made a sacrifice. And they went a little farther, they stopped and they made a sacrifice. Amen. All of a sudden, they weren't so proud of their band anymore, but they got yeah. a healthy fear of God Amen. and God became the star instead of the Southern Gospel group that just came in off the fancy bus. Amen. Amen. That's right. The care of the churches. God help us, young people here. Can I say something for my preacher, brother? Support your preacher. Amen. Love your preacher. Amen. Maybe he's got a dress code that you just don't quite understand. What difference does it make? Just, just, just. Just cooperate. Just be nice. Just get on. Just, just be Don't give him another headache. He's got too many already. Amen. Get in there and act right. You know, love your preacher, love your church. Sometimes your preacher's going to do something, and why in the world is he doing that? Many times, because he knows something you don't yes, know, right. and he can't tell because he, he doesn't want to break a confidence. Yeah, yeah. There's a church out in Iowa, and, and they had a man in the church. He had a lot of money, had a big house, had a big swimming pool, and, and uh, uh, a single guy, and, and, and he told all the little, you know, 8, 10, 12 year old boys, he said, Boys, we'll have you all out to my house, and we're going swimming. So they got all excited about it. Uh, the preacher had heard though he had suspicions about the fella there were some things that was not settling and some folks kind of wondered about you know maybe he was leaned toward homosexuality and it, it, it didn't look good but the preacher couldn't just say well looks to me like he's a sodomite you can't say that if you don't know but you also can't haul all the 8 and 10 year old boys up in a van and send them over there to go swimming all afternoon so we said no no swimming well, what's wrong, preacher? I mean, it's just the boys. What's wrong with you? He's a nice guy. They just want to have a little fun. Preacher, you're just too old 
old-fashioned. If you think that we can, boys can't go swimming, I mean, good night, what's wrong with you? And they tore into him when all he was doing, he could not say why, right. but he could not risk the welfare of the boys. Right. Sometimes you just got to trust your preacher and curse him. Go on. Go on. Amen. It's not that big a deal. Well, I uh, love the Lord anyway. Well, uh, care of the churches. Yes, uh, sometimes we just don't know why. He said, oh, Brother Troll, why do I have a burden? I mean, why? I don't know. He said, I don't think it's stress. I don't think it's sin. I don't think it's care of the churches. Maybe you'll never know. It's true. Will Allen Drumgool, maybe it was somebody else, says, my, my father's way may twist and turn. My heart may throb and ache. But in my soul, I'm glad I know that He maketh no mistake. My cherished plans may go astray. My dreams may fade away. But still I'll trust my Lord to lead, for He doth know the way. And though night be dark, and it may seem the day will never break, I'll pin my faith, my all in Him. He maketh no mistake. Amen. There's so much now I cannot see. My eyesight's far too dim. But come what may, I'll simply trust and leave it all to Him. For by and by the mist will rise, and then plain that all He'll make through all the way. Though dark to me, he made not one mistake. That's good. Amen. Yeah. Trust him. Yeah. Yeah. I had Jonathan, my little son, out. I'm going to quit. I, I could preach a long time, but I just want to hear Brother Jenkins preach again so bad I can't stand it. <laughs> and then we're going to eat. That's important too. Amen. You know, keep a slot in there. I, 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 I remember Jonathan, my son. He, he was in kindergarten. I was going to take him deer hunting. And uh, he's grown up now. And he's Elliot's daddy now, you know. But when he was about Elliot's size, I, I like him. So we don't So I told my wife Diana, I said, "Let's take John to the She went to pennies or something, found him a camouflage outfit. They got him some little boots. He looks like little Lord Fauntleroy. I don't know, yeah, you all don't even know that. Never mind. But anyway, that <laughs> I'm old. He. Uh, so off we went. We went deer hunting, saw some doe, back in the shooter doe. And uh, but coming back, I, was, I stayed right till dark. I was wanting to get a buck, you know. That was a pretty good one in the area, and I thought that'd be neat. But we didn't see it. So we're walking back, and uh, he, I forgot my flashlight. I said, "Oh, well, you know." And uh, Diane had sent a sack full of apples and some candy bars and a blanket for him to sit on. <laughs> I said, Deer hunt, you know, blank in a sack. <laughs> I thought nobody saw me, you know. I mean, <laughs> you know, so, well, off we go. We sat down, saw three or four does. <laughs> we get ready to go home. I forgot the flashlight. We was across the pasture, down through the woods, grounded in the soybean field. I was way back there. He's about five. <laughs> Lucky there's a big moon out. I said, let's go, son. We're walking back, and he said, that's the biggest deer talking about a dove in the world. Sitting down, he just tell the average. We're going to go deer hunt again? Yeah, we'll go. We're going to get one next time? We'll see. But that, 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 we got to go get that. This is fun. All right, son. You know, so we're walking. It's dark. The dog was walking. I thought, I said, Jonathan. I said, where's the truck at? I don't know. That was a big deer that day. I said, well, okay. <laughs> I said, which way's home? He says, I don't know. When are we going to go deer hunting again? You know. 
I said, that barn department next to you, you know where that's at? No. We're all going to go again, right? I said, okay. He's five years old. He doesn't know where the truck is. No idea. He doesn't know where the barn is. There's a golf bar. It's dark. And he's having the time of his life. Yeah. Happy. Yes. Yeah. How do you get a five-year-old that has no idea which way the house is and it's dark outside? How do you get him so happy? You let him hold his daddy's hand. Good. Yeah, that's good. You let him hold his family. I've been old enough to be through some valleys in my life, and so have you all. Yeah. And you all thank God for the example of people yes. who have been through valleys, yes. but they didn't quit. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> don't, don't have some idiot for a hero. Yeah. Right. Amen. Pick you out somebody that's been through the valleys. Yes, yes, so Amen. Amos. Uh, my life. You know, I walk through the valley. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we go through them. Amen. <gasps> we don't go there to stay. Yeah. I believe that there's a God in heaven just as sure as he lets me go into that valley. He's fixed the way to go out to the other side. He has a purpose for that. There's a reason for that. He doesn't just always put terrible in the valley and kind of have some fun. No, 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 no. You're thinking wrong about God, brother. Right, right. God has a purpose for that. Yes. And he will design it. And all things work together for good to them to love God, to live all the call for his purpose. That word love God, if you study it, means love God anyway. You love God even when you're hurting. You love God when you don't understand why. You love God when you've got a tear in your eye. You love God. And I decided a long time ago, I'm not going to give the devil the privilege of watching me quit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It ain't happened. Yeah. Too far to come now. I kids and my grandkids will walk by my casket someday if, if uh, unless unless God calls us home and if it's today I'm happy. Yes. They won't see a man that sold a million books and they won't see a man that ran five thousand in Sunday school, but if God will help me, they'll see a man that refused to compromise yeah. and put up that Amen. Amen. preach the same yes, thing in the class of the first. If God will help me say that. Yes, sir, God right. thank you for your word. I thank you for these dear speakers. Lord encourage my heart. And Lord, the burdens that they have. I don't know what they are, but you do. And Lord, I know sometimes the way seems so long. And Lord, we get weary. Lord, I pray even as the outward man perisheth, that that inward man be renewed day by day. And God, encourage our hearts and remind us that we're still on the winning side. Remember that the joy of yourself is our strength. And God, maybe that one here this morning that's just the most discouraged, the most despondent, closest to just throwing their hands up. God, I pray to encourage their heart. Remind them that the Word of God is still true. The promises are still there. And God, help us to go on for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you, preacher. I ask Mr. Webb to come up to the piano. And as she does, let's find victory in Jesus. Tell me what page that's on. Watch out for those wagons. They'll get you. That's Bible preaching. 243. Let's stand together. We're going to sing the first verse of that. And then we're going to shake hands for a moment with one another. And then we'll come back in and sing that last verse and then go right into the next part of the service. Page 243 in your songbooks.